Welcome back. It's another episode of the Tie My Skates podcast. I think we have probably one of our bigger episodes of the season today. Obviously, we're going to dive into the Carter Hart situation. We have a few flyer signings in Tippett and Paling. We also have the All-Star break that just happened. A couple trades around the league. And the NHL players are going to be back in the Olympics. So a lot of topics to talk through today. I think we should jump right into it. Um, just as a disclosure here, obviously, the Hockey Canada situation is very uh, triggering. So just a trigger warning. Um, we obviously don't condone any of the actions that happened in that situation. Um, but we are a hockey podcast. So we not only are going to talk about the people side of this, but we're also going to talk about the hockey implications for the Flyers as well. So just a heads up for everybody listening. So to start, I'm just going to lay out some of the facts of the case and what we have learned so far up until Monday, February 5th, um, right after that police live stream. So basically, Carter Hart has taken an indefinite leave of absence from the Philadelphia Flyers. He has been charged with one count of sexual assault by the London Police Department. And in a statement released by his lawyers, his lawyers stated that he is innocent and a full response to this false allegation will be handled in the court of law. Now, up to this point, that's essentially all that's been laid out to us. Um, so I'm going to open up to the floor to all the guys here. Just, you know, your initial reactions to what happened. Um, and let's focus more on like the people side of this rather than the hockey. And we'll move on to the hockey after we talk about uh, this stuff first. Yeah, I think when we first got wind of this back in the summer, um, you know, we we were all kind of hoping that, you know, that it wasn't true. But like, you know, it, it's important to differentiate between that and, you know, hoping something doesn't happen to the players, because if they are guilty, which I think is, you were know, all assuming kind of that they are right at, at this point with the evidence and, you know, kind of what everything, what how this is all kind of falling into place. Um, then they deservedly so, you know, put, throw them away, throw the book at them. You know, they deserve it. it's a terrible, terrible thing. I think it's important to consider and isolate the situation that is that this is literally just a sexual assault case. And it is a, you know, one of the one of them in the worst degrees. Like, obviously, whenever you're dealing with this type of situation, it's important to kind of decipher and remove it from these guys aren't athletes. These guys are people that took a liberty and ruined someone's life. Right. So I think first and foremost, that's 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 kind of where my mind is currently. Um, and I think that that should be at the forefront, you know, before we staple these guys as NHL players. Right. I think yeah. that was well said. Well said, Johnny. Johnny. Um, Go ahead. Kitsa. Like you were no, I, I just want to say it, it sucks on all parties. Like, um, my heart goes out to the victim. I hope you know they can find peace and comfort in these times. And you know, on our end, we potentially, well, we drafted a goalie who's potentially, you know, a real not the best person. So we'll see what what uh what comes out of the evidence as we go and move forward. Um, I just wish nothing best for for every, everybody involved, really. Yep, well said. We feel the same way, and just like 
it it makes you think like you know we don't we watch these guys every game they play but we don't know these people personally we don't know what they're really like someone may seem like a sweet kid or someone may seem like an asshole and they might be the opposite off the ice um so you know it's hard when you've like supported these players in the past or you know that tweets about them or had visions of them being in the future of the team. It's, 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 uh, you know, it's tough for everybody involved, even the, you know, especially the victim and everything they went through. But apparently the, the, you know, London police have a substantial amount of evidence and it will play out in the courts of law. Yeah. I mean, and especially with, with isolating just Carter and, and his character in general, it's kind of, is this a case of who he is or is this a case of what went wrong? Just because you know that story of of him in um forget what whatever OHL team he played for uh when or forget Silvertips right yeah Everett Silvertips yeah and then he he kept the jersey number seventy nine because of a fan who bought his jersey I think a young fan who had like autism or something like that and he wore he got Carter Hart's jersey and just had seventy nine so Carter's like I'm keeping this jersey you know for this kid yeah it was uh... goes. It was Hart's right? training camp that, number. Right? It was his training yeah. camp number, and then the usually players change their numbers after training camp because they usually get a terrible number. And this kid, uh, who was a Silvertips fan, had gone to the, um, you know, Flyers training camp or maybe the, you know, towards the end of camp, and uh, had a Hart seventy nine jersey, so he kept it for that reason. So, um, yeah, you do see, but that you know. That just goes to the show too. Like we don't, we don't know these guys. We yep. don't know what they no. do when they're. Yeah, I mean, I think outside the rank. Absolutely. I think I think that story is a prime example of what we wanted and hoped that Carter Hart was, and because of everything that's been laid out in front of us now, that certainly may not be the case. And obviously, you got to still let the courts decide. I think. As of right now, at least in my point of view, I'm under the assumption that we'll never see Carter Hart play for the Flyers again. But I think it's safe to assume that and let the whole, you know, court of law do its thing. And then maybe, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Obviously, like nobody here is praying that he's not guilty. Like, I'm not going to hope that he's not guilty. That's insane. Like, if he's guilty, he's guilty and he should be punished for it. And if he's not guilty, then whatever happens if he's resigned he's resigned but as of right now i think it's safe to assume that you're never going to see him again uh you want to get into the uh last part of this we can sort of talk about the the hockey impact so the yeah, players let's talk. do ahead, receive cap relief um i'm not sure how it actually shows up on the cap if it's like the same as ltir or... so that, that has those details haven't been ironed out yet okay um yeah but uh Hart's contract will come or his his cap will come off the books. He was gonna be an RFA this summer anyway. Um so that, you know, that contract yeah. will just sail off into the sunset. And uh this team is uh add an, a a new need to their list. Yeah. I mean, now that we are diving into the hockey side of things a little bit, it's you know. You just lost a franchise goaltender potentially forever. Um, a guy that for the past five years we thought was going to be our savior and finally break the curse that is Flyers goaltending issues, you know. And now we gotta start all over. Uh 
people really love Ersan. Uh, I think he's pretty good, but I'm not as high on him as others may be. Uh, there's also a ton of prospects, goalie prospects in the system. Uh, we have, oh. we got that Zavgren, oh. uh, Kolosov, Kolosov, and Bjarnson, I believe, are the three yep. main guys. Yeah, um, I think the uh, yeah, and that one, I think in that no, I think Kolosov's one, then Zavgren's yeah. two, and then Bjarnson three, but you know, it doesn't matter. You got three. That's why you always draft goalies, right? I mean, obviously, you know, that's not why you always draft goalies, but you draft goalies every year in case something happens, injury, something like this. Yeah. Bjarnson and Zavragan, 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 however you say his name, they were the the second and third round picks last year uh, in the draft, which fans were a little shocked that they went like back to back with goalie picks um, in the second and third, but looking and like their their argument at the time was like you can you know you can always use like goalie prospects but looking back at it they you know may have known that Carter Hart's time would come and they they sort of wanted to stock up on goalies so you never know how these guys are going to pan out yeah I mean I think the rumor was we were trying to trade them last summer right yeah that was that was a legit rumor that came out yes. um around this so I mean I guess teams were obviously very cautious in terms of that, but you know, that's that was that was definitely something that was true. I think it was reported by either Saravali or Drager. I don't want to throw that out there, but it had to be one of the main accounts, or else there wouldn't have been any. I don't want to throw that out there, but I'm gonna name two random guys. <laughs> <laughs> had to be someone. I think it was a Friedman that. report. Now, All right. Now well, I'm that's legitimate. <laughs> now it was your it was your turn now. <laughs> Let's add one more. <laughs> Stephen Ellis, he was oh, throwing dude, it around. Don't, don't throw him in there, man. Uh, Strickland, uh, I think. Oh, Strickland. Yeah, you got to think that a Carter Hart deal gets done. I mean, so many. I, if it weren't for the situation, because there's so many goal or uh, teams struggling for goalies right now. That ends. Like, I don't know what. Like, it's obviously very early to tell. Like, and and like goalies. Some of them don't materialize until they're 24, 25 or figure out in the NHL. But like the way things are trending for guys like Sebastian Kosa, for Jesper Wallstadt, for Askarov in Nashville, like these those mm. guys were first round picks, right? Like and they were supposed to be like the next guys. And they're like three or four years for like removed from their draft year. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's always assuring to to me at least to see us hit and see the development of Kolosov, Zabgarin, those type guys in the you know middle rounds, later rounds type deal. So well, yeah, it's because uh, you never know. Like goalies goal- are like are like pitchers in the MLB, right? Like they can goalies be for like high so school weird. players, you know? Yeah. Goal no. goal it seems like the new wave is like you get this random call up who was like a middle round draft pick that wasn't really highly touted and they win the cup for the team. I mean you got you got Aiden Hill last year, you got Bennington. Yeah. Bennington. Yeah, um, I, there's Dustin Wolf, who's like a Calgary prospect, same like Devin Levi, like they've gotten starts this year, and just like Justin Wall at Toronto was good yeah. when he's healthy, right? Wall, yeah. Um, Wall's that I think uh, Colorado called up uh, Justice Anunan, who's like 6'5, like monster, who's supposed to be good, but who knows? Who knows how these guys turn out? Mur- what was Matt Murray when he won the cup? With penguins, was he was he a highly talented? I think he might have been undrafted. But he was kind of out of nowhere too. Now, I mean, he beat out Flurry and won the cup. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's a good so, point, Coots. Yeah, it's another one. 
that's the one thing about the goalie position is you don't necessarily have to draft someone in the first round. You could get really lucky in the later yeah, rounds he was and the find third, that guy. Matt Murray was a third round pick, 83rd okay. overall. Okay. Yeah, but it's not like, you know, top, like when's the last time a goalie drafted a guy in the first round from a, like as a goalie and he turned out? Was, yeah. Was, do we have, to, do we have to go back to Flurry? I think it was Flurry. Uh, Luongo? No, was I mean Flurry. Really? Flurry was Luongo after was, Luongo. Yeah, so. I think Luongo was. Probably, like, yeah, you're, Flurry. Flurry's right. Flurry was a first uh, rounder. He was the first he, overall. He was the first overall. First overall. That's crazy. And like, That's yeah, wrong. not many goalies come in at 18 anymore and just like light it up like like Flurry and and especially Brodeur and Wah. Like those guys came maybe, in right away. Maybe like played, Harry Price. Basilewski was a first overall or first round pick. Oh, okay. Was he? That, he, okay. he lived up to his name. So that makes sense. Yeah, played like... All right, you're Brodor. just naming '90s guy. We're trying to keep it a little more current here. Was, uh, was no, no. I'm just time? saying. Yeah. No, I wanted to say Brodor. Yeah, I was, was looking up yeah. his stats. I was looking up Brodor's stats randomly the other day, and he played like 75 games. Like, like that is yeah, crazy. That's that's what they like would play two three, a, two, two, three years in a row. Like they crazy. would play 70 games a year. You know what I'd like to know? Demko was Demko a later guy? He had. I don't think he was a top guy. He would. He didn't even start. I don't think on the World Junior U.S. National Team. He Maybe was Gibson. Thirty six. Second there. round. He was a second round. Yeah. Okay. Well. John Gibson. Second. He was up there. Yeah. Gibson. It's good. All right. We're not gonna. Yeah. We're just naming yeah. goalies. Let's, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's get Eddie back Elfer. on track. Here. We, yeah. <laughs> <Eddie Elfer. laughs> I'm <just> gonna... <laughs> so Oli for Kozik. the rest. <laughs> to get back on track. Sorry. Get back on track a little bit here. So essentially for the remainder of the season, the Flyers are going to have to rely on Samuel Urson, who's played under 40 games in the NHL. Uh, He's obviously looked very good in the games that he's been given, but that was when he was splitting the crease with Carter. And now he's owning the crease basically 100% because if we start Cal Peterson, we're going to lose games. So it's, uh, it's the Samuel Urson show. So how confident, are you guys in his ability to be able to, you know, continue this good play uh, throughout the rest of the season? Or Sandstrom I mean, out. What, uh, what, are, what are his Sandstrom? I don't know. But what what do we have his numbers in the last four three, games? Four games. His numbers? No, but you don't want to look at them. Terrible. <laughs> I'd rather uh, look at his numbers from the 20 starts prior. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just real quick before we go on our thoughts of if – he can carry this team into the playoffs. Johnny, I know you played as a goalie. I don't know like what level you stopped at, but is there is there a difference in being the backup to being the starter in terms of pressure, in terms of game play, mindset going into a game? Uh, I mean, I always liked knowing that I was getting the crease before a game. Uh, it kind of eased my mind as opposed to in terms of preparation. You're doing the same thing over and over again, whereas if you you're not quite sure if it's your crease or not. You're kind of like flipping back and forth in your mind. I, I think it just all depends on the mindset, obviously never even close to an NHL crease myself. So um, it's, it's I assume it's, it's the same even, type deal. I not, not even, even all remotely close. closed. Would yeah, part of I mean, it also be like knowing that if you do play bad, you got a guy, a good guy that you, that could come in for you that could still win the game. Yeah. But I think that's still like good pressure and competition that's healthy pressure right like yeah. it's competition in the crease that was always good which is why i think him and the carter hart dynamic worked really well 
I think maybe there's there's a sense of complacency that can get in your mind right now that Cal Peterson's there and you know that you're the guy ahead of him and you're better than him, yeah. you know, kind of. But, you know, like that, I don't want to kind of burden Arison with that. I think a lot went wrong in those five games before the break, right? And it wasn't just him. It was defensive breakdowns. It was, you know, kind of lack of pressure from the four checkers on the offense, lack of offensive creativity. Oh, and Tippett went down. Drysdale was in and out of the lineup. That top pairing wasn't as dynamic as when they first started. So there was a lot to figure out. I wouldn't just put it on Arison. And I think, too, when we look back at the goals from those games, too, like he was left out to dry so many times. Um, yeah, and we so. even saw and a con- and a good example too is we saw Torts console him. I think after one of those, after the first period, after he got pulled in one of those games. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that was that was, that was that's good reassurance from a tough head coach that typically leaves goaltenders alone. I thought that was pretty good. So I pulled yeah. up his numbers last the last three games. Uh, they were the three games played since Hart le- left the team. Arsenal's o three and o four point eight goals against average and a point seven eight save percentage. Just forget no about him. Forget him. Forget about him and move on. Yeah, um, I didn't like uh, some of his goals versus Boston. I didn't Boston. Like... I feel like he lost his net a lot. Yeah, against Boston. Um, um, he was no, the game. No that's... one. No one was ready to play against Boston. No. That's the game that Torts talked to him after he got pulled. By the way, yeah. it was that Boston game. <clears throat> and you know, you know, if you're playing Boston, Pasternak's going to light you up if you're the Flyers. So. Yeah. absurd the yeah. amount of goals he has. I'm pretty sure us. everybody knew an early so, yeah, afternoon yeah. game against the Bruins right before the break was not going to end well. And and Johnny, I, I agree with you a lot with the stuff you were just saying. Like, it's not just Ursan's fault those past five games. Like, it's not even close to anywhere his fault. The Boston game, yeah, he didn't play that great. But the other games, I don't – I'm not the biggest Ursan guy, but a lot of the goals that he let in were not his fault. Like, he was not going to stop them, you know. There's defensive breakdowns. And then I think overall, the when the Carter Hart thing went down, like the locker room, it, that shakes a locker room a lot. Oh, yeah. And I 100%. think once that happened, that's when we lost five games in a row. Like the the both of them line up together that like there's a correlation to what happened. And like when something that crazy happens, it's going to shake the locker room and the mindset of everybody in that locker room. So we're, we're not going to just sit here and blame Ursan for those games because it's definitely not his fault. I think he'll be able to shake it off. Having a week off this past week was good for him and the whole rest of the team. And hopefully we can start things off on the right foot here against uh, the Panthers on Tuesday night. It's funny too, because I didn't even think they played that awful in that stretch, except the Ottawa game was brutal. But like they just have to... They got a Boston. Boston was tough. Boston was tough. Boston was a little tough, but like they still were like getting chances, and I think they outshot them by like ten or twelve. Not that it matters because they got they got to just loosen up though, and and bear down on their chances, and and you know just muck it up a little bit more. Hopefully, they had started... a few beers together this break. You know, yeah, get get some team camaraderie. It's a cure for everything. Re- yeah. re- relax the body. Yeah, it's all good. Looks, it looks like they were in someplace tropical. Where do you think they were, Cancun? They were in Mexico, Mexico I think. Yeah. Who, who was there? I didn't, I didn't see uh, the photos. I saw Zamula, Hailing, Drysdale, York. Faraby. I don't... I saw Tip all it. those people together. Forster. I don't know if the others were with them. Hailing. Yeah. yeah. It's a big, big group. Um, what a crew. He was mucking it up with Tate McRae down at the All-Star game. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Played five minutes. Yeah, letting yeah. some steam off. Were you counting his seconds, Johnny? 
Yeah, exactly. She uh, some loser. Did, is wasn't she dating Cole Soldier and she just yeah, was singing the song? He cheated that, on her, and then she like sang a song her. about him cheating on her at the All Star at the All Star game, game where he was wasn't. not invited. Yeah. In the a, and and the music videos in the practice facility, Columbus. <laughs> what a power <laughs> move! Dude. And then she left with Kid Leroy. <laughs> oh, who's that? Oh, <laughs> don't even know who that is. Rapper. I know, I know that name, but I can't I be a good one. He's got some. No, he's got some good songs. He's got Anyways. some good. He's got that one jam with Bieber. <laughs> yeah, real good. Bieber boys. Yo, Biebs, what did you guys think? Right, well, we don't have to talk about now. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, we started it. No, we can. But you guys, I, let's move. Let's move on to Flyers talk, and let's start with the All Star game since we're already on it. Um, okay. So, Z, you were about to say something. Uh, we're gonna talk about Biebs. I want to see him. I want to see him suit up again. They did it a few years ago. Must have been like five, six years ago now. Where one of the nights, like the Thursday night or or uh, before like the skills competition, they did like a celebrity tournament. Because I remember like Pronger and Pronger, yeah, like, yeah, mashing Bieber in the corner, like with that cheeky <laughs> smile. Yeah, yeah, like just like shoving his head into the corner. I remember Bieber scoring a goal or two. So I would love to see that again. They do that in basketball, obviously, and people, you know, it's there's probably way more at, uh, celebrities that can play basketball than that can play hockey. Um, but I've always oh, found yeah. that entertaining in like the NBA All Star Weekend. Uh, so it'd be cool to see some, see some guys lace them up. You, you could get Chad Kroger out there from Nickelback. That would be hilarious. Canadians grass. Just look at this graph plays when he scores. <laughs> Dude, I was listening to Far Away like ten times today. I'm not even kidding. Do you think Jim Jim Carrey could play hockey? He's Canadian. No, are we just okay. picking well, all any, any Canadian? Yeah. <laughs> Michael I think, Myers. <laughs> I don't think Buble or, or Will Arnett could play. I'd like to see Mike Myers play some hockey. <laughs> Buble. Love Guru. Buble off shrooms on skates. <laughs> yeah, that um, shrooms thing, by the way, that was one of the like I didn't I don't know about you guys, but I didn't pay a lick of attention to the uh all-star weekend. It just does nothing that. for me. But when I saw that on Twitter, I was like, this that's just that's just wild for somebody to be on shrooms at an NHL event. Like I thought that was reserved for the South Park creators at the Oscars or whatever they did that one year. No, they were on acid that one year actually. <laughs> Which is anyway, much oh, that was so funny. Didn't they wear dresses and they were on acid? Yeah. At like the, at <laughs> oh, that's when they that, wore dresses. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Yeah. Um, I just think this was like an utter fail of an event for the NHL this year doing the uh uh skills only including seven players in the skills competition i understand the point of some people online which was like well these are the best players in the league aren't they the ones you want to see 12, 12 players seven oh, teams 12 seven teams sorry yeah because they had like some teams had four or five players invited um i understand that those are the best players and people want to see them that's great then don't invite a player from every team it's a it's it's really dumb to inv- force each team to send a player and then not have them involved in like the main event, one of the main events of the all-star weekend. And then, you know, the other event, because they changed the format, you play one 10 minute game. And if you lose, you're done for the, for the weekend. So does anyone know what the other players did? Like the other 30 players? So That's the other thing. They didn't even involve them like on the ice. You had to listen to the horrible ESPN broadcast of, P.K. Subban and whoever else was on the ice, and then Mark Messier in the booth, who's like the worst color guy I've ever heard in my life. And you gotta listen to P.K. the most like 
brutal fucking questions, cringy questions with Bedard and Crosby being like, hey, uh, you know, what, <laughs> Sid, what's it like being at your 10th All-Star game? And what advice do you have for Bedard? He's going to be at a ton of All-Star games. And Bedard, don't you want to be as good as Sid one day? And like shit like that. It's like so embarrassing. <laughs> I had to literally <laughs> mute the game because it was so cringy to watch. Yeah, I mean, that's when like ESPN is like such a detriment to, to hockey is when they know when they just broadcast their broadcast is such a bad product. And it's so just bad. like like they're like the like the draft first and foremost was so bad. Yeah, so you... so badly orchestrated, not organized, oh, Johnny, poorly broadcasted. Hot not to cut you off, Johnny, but funny stat about that draft: it got forty six thousand viewers in the United That's States. It? That's, That's it. Hilarious. The other thing, it was exclusively <laughs> on ESPN Plus, so you had to stream it. That and the the PWHL game, um that showcase which yeah, was pretty sure that yeah. cornhole tournament that shows up on ESPN every now and then has more like viewers a couple hundred thousand yeah yeah <laughs> the the draft was so terrible <laughs> you got you got guys with like no personality who were like mic'd up one would have it, been a home run if TNT did oh my god even take biz out of it the TNT broadcast is 100% more entertaining than than the ESPN yeah. but um you don't even make it like the previous drafts where they were just getting hammered the entire time. So everyone was getting loose and it was fun. Like the Ovechkin one where he wanted to be drafted last and he was just or boozing like in Kessel the back the entire there. time. Because he, he, he's like, I want the car. I want the car. I want to be drafted last. And like no one drafted Kessel. Like that's so funny. Like they, they, they didn't even do it like that way. So you just end up with like dudes with no personality awkwardly trying to decide who they're going to pick next with like no strategy talking on mics and then no one knowing what to do like they didn't even know it was a snake draft so like it came back to mcdavid at one point or mcdavid made a pick and they're like you need to make another pick and he's like what we we didn't know like we're making another pick so they're like oh i don't know geez oh oh and they're just like looking and then dry just like robbie thomas <laughs> and then they just like pick robert thomas like third <laughs> on their team out of all the players <laughs> it was just so poorly yeah. done they were just mispronouncing each other's names too. Konechny's is Konecki. Travis Konecki. I think Bjorkstrand, they added like three more <laughs> syllables in the middle of his name. It, it, Dude, when your it peers don't bad. even know your name, like that's embarrassing. Like Tate McRae doesn't know any of these people when she's on a mic. Like, <laughs> There's an exception though. Yeah, she gets the pass. That's fine. She became so like that- an NHL icon. Over the weekend, her, her I mean, fuck. It was better than MGK was last year. I mean, like MGK yeah. did last year. I don't even remember. Yeah, didn't like, even know exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. The last All Star Game performance I remember was Green Day. How long ago that, was that? And that's a great. That's a great one. Was yeah. Snoop Dogg at one of them? Probably. He's Probably. a big hockey guy. The, the year they put him in Chell. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. He's a big hot but guy, no. but he just has no idea what's going on. He just wants dudes to fight. It's so funny listening to him commentate some of the Kings games. He'll like come in for like a period or something. And it's so <laughs> funny the stuff he says. But yeah, it was it was a, a failure of a weekend. That's hilarious that it only got forty six thousand viewers. Like that is absurd. Yeah, I saw that today on it's, Twitter and I had to do write it down because it's just wild. Such the amount of people to a watch. A bad job marketing their players. I could do a better job, and I have zero background in marketing. How about that yeah. inter- interview it's with what, uh, Bedard and and uh, Bedard and what? When, but what's that guy? The number one pick? 
with yeah. Liana. Dude, it was so awkward. Bedard's like, how I'm 5'10. Uh, huh. when what age were you when you were 510 like he just like talks he's like, like that i was eight or something and he's yeah, like oh, he's like, geez. oh that's so how he was talking to the the nba <laughs> oh, first yeah. overall pick guy, yeah yeah Medaya or whatever his well, name is yeah. Yeah. yeah i was trying to figure out what the hell that was when you guys said that name i was like who are you talking about yeah that was that's bad too but <laughs> but i like he, he, that they're he, trying a little it's bit, funny but... he like has talked about publicly how he's like i don't know like i'm just doing these interviews and answering the questions and it's like a lot of the same questions over and over again and people just make fun of me and say i sound like a robot <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just wants to play hockey man that's yeah, all he, he really wants, wants to do hockey. well i he's guess he's gonna dude. suit up like soon his jaw looked fine it's like it wasn't tired or anything I hope Big. not. I have Sam Urson to win the Calder. He's got to sit the no. rest of the year. No chance of Urson <laughs> winning the Calder. Zero chance. Urson will come in fifth. Bedard was out for four weeks and still is the leading scorer on the Blackhawks and still leads rookies in scoring. That's hilarious. Good for him. Um. All right. Enough a uh, enough All Star talk because it's it's obvious that all of us thought it was a joke. Um. Let's talk about a couple big Flyers topics here. We signed a couple a couple guys over the break. One of them being Owen Tippett. Yeah. Our our guy. I believe it's Alex's guy. As Previously well, Coots' season. guy. It was my Previously Coots' guy. But Owen Tippett. Yeah. Maybe we'll have him on soon. Who knows? Um signed an eight-year contract extension, $49.6 million, which comes out to six point two million per year. Woo! What are your guys' thoughts on this deal? Because you know that six point two number is is just it's, beautiful in my mind. It, for a top six winger, it's beautiful. The thing that I love about it is the years span of his contract is ages twenty five to thirty three. That's perfect. perfect. Yeah, that's it's beautiful. literally perfect. It's a perfect contract. There is there a modified no move. Or no trade? I think after the first couple Ten years. Ten teams, I think, That's towards fine. the back end of That's that fine. contract. That's fine. But 6.2 and you presume... And you it usually kicks in after the first three years or something. Something, something like that. But it's, you know, 10 teams, you know, you got 20 That's others. fine. 22 others. 22 well, 21, 21, 21 the others. NHL sucks. <laughs> they want to keep batting teams. Yeah, yeah, 21 others. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to get traded to the Flyers. No, he's not. <laughs> that. that could be illegal. <laughs> uh yeah it's a i think it's the perfect number i think it's the perfect number it's, i also think it means tk is getting paid nine million which i think was going to happen either way yeah my guess cool. was 8.75 for tk okay so, well that's close way. so we'll round up <laughs> the 8.5 would be awesome i don't think TK. he's gonna I, I think he's gonna get more than 8.5 i don't know man i don't know oh it's is up. he oh so tk is good he's not that oh. good on huh, dg Oh no! This I just is, think... let let, it, let let us not go back to the DG versus Johnny court case that uh, Judge Coots presided over. I won. DG lost his entire argument by saying, "Oh yeah, well, if we <laughs> traded for something. If we got something good back, I trade him in a second. <laughs> oh, well, that's the case for any trade. There, I just Trump like Brady. to play. I just like to play both sides. So I was like, yeah, like that would make sense. Can't do that in the court of law. I'd be okay with that. Can't do that in the court of law. That was yeah, a great that episode. Wasn't the, that wasn't wish... the argument, though. 
the argument you was you were rooting it was it was keep him or let him go. Yeah, TK versus no TK. Well, clearly well, you might have won the <laughs> battle, but I won the war because he's about to get signed to an eight-year contract oh! extension. Oh, yeah, we'll see. Suck it, Johnny. I I know we're we're bleeding into TK a little bit here, but let's keep it on Owen Tippett. I just want to rattle off his stats for the year so far. So he's got 18 goals and 12 assists. That's good enough for 30 points. Uh, and that is in 46 games. So Ooh. roughly on pace for a little under 60 points this season. Take it. Is that 40 goals maybe if he was playing every game? Mm, less. A little less. It's definitely close to third. Okay. So I have the projections here. I'm looking at ESPN. He's projected to get 31 goals and 21 assists for 52 points. So okay. projected to get over 30. He scored okay. 30 last year, right? Yeah. 27, I think. Oh, Tippett? Yeah, 27. Two outrageous predictions. Me saying Tippett's going for 70. And then Coot saying still going with OV putting up 35 this season. Does he still have eight 30. goals? <laughs> I, said 30. I said 30. Oh, Wait, what was that. the how many points did <laughs> my fault? I thought someone said Frost was gonna have an outrageous. I said point. sixty. Okay. I said sixty. But well, he's picking it up. He's been playing. He's well. got eleven. Him to get sixty was like plus three hundred or plus three fifty or something like that. That's and where I was like, it. it's possible. No, I didn't take it because I'm not. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I I think that kind of built in that he wasn't gonna get benched for eleven games. So that. Yeah. Tip yeah. it. What I lo- what I love about this number, I feel like it's like it's a good number for. I don't even think it's an overpay for like what he is now. But that's yeah, not I like agree. what that's we're paying point. for. We're paying for what he's going to be in his prime years, which are the next like five six years, right? And we're and we're paying that price now. Yeah. When the cap is going to go up like a good yeah. amount in the next couple of years. Yep. So I, I I think that was a perfect number. I think Breer knocked it out of the park. And I'm happy they just got it done and we didn't have to like wait in the summer and be like, well, what if he leaves? Because, you know, we've had a few players leave in the past couple months. Um. Yeah. And he gets to play that first game on the new contract against his old team on Tuesday, is he which confirmed is in when the this comes out. Uh, he's been skating. I think he's. Yeah, he's been skating. I think he's all but confirmed. He's on the I mean, he's on the road trip. All but Coots, Coots skated all of last year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, pretty, sure Dry, pretty sure Drysdale was practicing, and then he got bent, and then he sat that... for the next like three games with an illness. So his <laughs> last game, so his last the Colorado game, he got injured. So the last game he's in was the one before that, which was the Dallas game where we won five one six one five one. That's the game that when we thought we beautiful, were the greatest team in the world. Beautiful yeah. spinorama, <laughs> spinorama backhand, top shelf cheese. Oh, shame on Tippett's shame on Tippett's agent for not just showing Briere that highlight. Like, clip, yeah. like he should have made an extra eight million. times eight, like eight times eight. Just look at this. <laughs> I would have used that too. It's a good. <laughs> that other goal he had was filthy too, where he put the puck around the defender and and went around and backhand for the him. Game before, yeah. Against St. Louis. I think it was a little earlier in the year. I think it was for the game-winning goal, too, if I'm not mistaken. You're talking about the St. Louis game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, yeah he did another. It was – he's having highlight player. real goals, and it's just – yep. Uh, we can go on to the other contract section to uh, Johnny's guy. That's my guy. Ryan Paling. <laughs> Two-year extension, 
1.9 million AAV, 3.8 million total fine number for fourth, third, fourth liner. Thinking in a perfect scenario, he's your center for the fourth line and he's a penalty kill too. Uh, does this mean Scott Lawton is expendable if it didn't before? 100%. Get him out. Yeah. I think that's exactly what this means. Yeah. Yeah, but Torts also said recently today. that he's the, the glue today that he's the glue, right? Yeah, or that he's a, he's a real important to the team or something like that. Some something about him being super important. Obviously, he's the only one on the team wearing a letter. He's uh had probably he would say the same thing. He's had an abysmal year in terms of point production <laughs> and in terms of the amount of penalties he's taken in the past like five games. Um, he's he's searching for it out there. He's trying, but. He's not finding much. He's, yeah. I mean, like that's that's. I wish Torstic didn't say because, like, you look at the market now; it's such a seller's market. Like, yeah, we should no be centers. selling on everyone. Like, Paling would have been a perfect trade piece. Um, I don't like. I don't hate keeping him. Um, just because I think next year, if we do try to move him at that deadline, he's got two years, or he's got you know that year, and then they have him for another year, whoever we trade him to, and that makes him more of an attractive piece, I think, too which at a decent number 1.9 for like another year after next year at the deadline. So that's but, fine. I mean, he's, he's, he's like one of the reasons why our penalty kills the top of the league. Like he's so good with that. I think so fast. Off, he's, he's the he's fastest. Well. <laughs> one of them. I mean, yeah. And you, and you mean, skater. you look at it, you look at his numbers and I'm impressive. I mean, he plays with the and Hathaway, not no, exactly he's, he's, game breakers offensively, but he's good in what you do. You need those type of players. If you're going to choose to be competitive, which, you know, is, Kind of questionable at this point. We're still in limbo. Those last five games really put a dent in the in the morale here. But you know, you need like 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 we said before. I think last pod, like right, you need bottom six. You need bottom pair. That's that's what you do. He's he's a fourth line player in my eyes, and he can skate like the wind. And if you're not gonna do anything else, but you can skate, that's perfectly fine with me. Um, kills me when I see Delorier take the puck up on a rush, but um. The way I look at it is if you did trade him like this year and you traded Lawton or you keep Lawton, whatever, either way, like you need someone to center your fourth line. You're not going to have a prospect center the fourth line. Like we've, as Flyers fans, complained about this forever that when they do bring a prospect up and they bury him on the fourth line, everyone bitches and says he's better off playing in the, you know, yep. top line in the AHL. So we need fourth line players who are just going to stick on the fourth line. Um, and I think Paling's a good piece could for have, that role. Could have opened up a spot for uh, Wade Allison or Tanner Lazinski. I mean, also, I don't want to see Wade Allison can't play center, and Lazinski, I don't care. Neither of those guys should ever touch the NHL ever again. Um, Wade Allison wasn't that. <laughs> that's bad. just my that opinion. I, I like Allison. I, He's just in front. Really, and he, and he but, did not handle his being center. Pa- Paling too. He um he was on the Atlantic, uh, analytical numbers like one of the fastest skaters too. It was like top fifty. He's um. I think Tippett was number one. <laughs> yeah, probably. since they since they put the chips in the like since since they started recording that stat with the since chips they put the, the chips in everybody's heads. Yeah, the neural link. <laughs> <laughs> I like Paling. I I like how Paling you can put him on like the second line too. Like like sometimes you need to give like a second liner a kick in the ass, and so you put Paling up there, and uh, could could uh, energize the team a little bit. That's a so, great point. I, like Z, you were saying he's a fourth liner. Like I think that's probably ideal, but 
he has yeah, skill where he is playable on those other lines, which is always good to have in a fourth line. Yeah, liner. I don't I don't want to see him higher than the third line though, ideally. Yeah, of course. And of course. And my big thing with him is he's only 25 years old. So I really love this two-year contract extension yeah. because we get Same. to continue to see him grow as a player. And then yeah, you could trade him, but I'd even more so want to then lock him up for another three to four years after that because you can mold this guy into your law and of today and have him be a part of this team when we end up becoming good. Like, I think we're pretty decent now, but like, obviously we're still rebuilding and we still got a ways to go. And Paling's young enough where you can have him be molded uh, within this young team into the player you want him to be. And then he ends up being talented enough where he's like a big major piece or a big role player such as Lawton is today. My, so that's kind of how I yeah. see this. My whole thinking with like any of these guys who are on the trade block, like unless you're getting a for, a first or some sort of player back, it's kind of a waste to trade them because then we'll just need a fourth line center next year. Um, and we already have one who fits in the team structure, who the coach likes, who can PK and who's fast. So it, if you're going to get a fourth or a third for him, it's not really worth it in my opinion. Not to circle back to heart, though, but I think with that whole situation, it does make a lot more guys expendable this upcoming deadline. Oh, for sure. I think now, yeah, it makes a whole separate. You're not as confident. You're not as confident in the playoff run at this point. The timeline's way more open now. Oddly enough, I actually think it saves Arison because there was, you know, a whole lot of speculation whether he was getting moved or not. Now that I think that heart's out, he's safe to stay for the rest of the year. But, yeah, this whole thing puts a whole – wrench in the whole trajectory of the season so i think a lot more guys are going to be open in the whole like, competitive season type deal yeah it's a lot it's a lot easier to let go of these players now knowing yeah. that yeah we now we had a 1a 1b and now we're down to just a one who yeah. might not even be a one who knows so i think if this situation doesn't happen i z completely agree first or maybe second yeah but now i just don't know if danny's gonna you know stick to that philosophy I'm confident he'll stick to that rebuild plan. Yeah, I'll make the right decision. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it, enough it, with the... Go ahead, Z, sorry. I was just going to bring up like the Torts quote where he sort of reinforced that like we are like pretty much we're rebuilding and that's the plan for like management. And besides that, like we are still trying to win every actual quote. We're going we're gonna to try to win every goddamn game we play. But if there is a good, you know, if we get a good offer for a player, we will absolutely make that trade. That it all just depends on what a, their definition of a good offer is. Um, but um, I don't want to get too excited for this trade deadline because I think more stuff will happen during the offseason when teams have more time to move money around. But I do think we should see more moves than we've seen in the past from the Flyers' perspective. Especially because it seems like it's a pretty dry market. I d- and I know everyone, we're going to talk about the other trades that have happened so far, and everyone gets their hopes up looking at that return. But a lot of that has to do with timing and that teams have to overpay to get that player now versus a month from now on the trade deadline or 20 days from now, whatever it is. So, you know, always take that with a grain of salt. I think it's also tough too because the mar- the largest gap in points wise in the standings is four, which is between wow. us and the Islanders. So I think you lose three games anywhere down the stretch, three, four games, 
I think you're, yeah. yeah. So we just have to see how this plays out. It's going to be interesting, though. Yeah, that's true, because players who we thought weren't available can become available real quick yeah. on a different team. Just saw that with Drysdale, so anything yeah. can happen. Um, and Don't curl up your bums. Luckily enough, just like a small mini announcement here, obviously we're talking about trades a little bit right now, but the next episode is going to be a lot more dedicated to trades, and we're lucky enough that we're going to have Steven what? Ellis. Oh, oh, you're going to ruin it for the fans? They know we've had him on like every deadline. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let the people that listen to the pod get a nice little bonus. So Stephen Ellis <laughs> is going to come on again. He's probably one of our favorite guests. Uh, he's going to be the most recurring guest. I think he's it, already the most recurring guest at this point. He's a um, rock star too. He's doing yeah. so good. He's crushing that daily awesome. face off. Um, Johnny, you have to show up for that one because you were absent from the previous two times we had Ellis on, and he's been taking it very personally. So. He's been asking for you. He's like, where's Johnny? I've always wanted yeah. to meet this kid. No, he said, where's at Flyers Johnny? Yeah, exactly. This kid has some of the best let him down. on Twitter. I just have to talk to him. <laughs> no, he said that for a fact. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> Verbatim. But uh, before we get into around the league here, I say let's wrap up this Flyers talk with uh, the Flyers alumni event. Um, I'm not sure if any of you guys attended or paid attention to it, but it looked like a lot of fun. And it's it's something that I think we haven't really seen recently. And because of Danny and Jonesy and this new era of Flyers hockey, we, we finally started to get back to like our roots and our, you know, why the Flyers are the Flyers and why they're such a big family organization. And I think from what I saw, at least on Twitter and social media, it looked like an awesome event and something that's going to be really fun to look forward to for like years to come. And back to smoking the Bruins, like the good old days. (laughs) We're a little bit away from that, but (laughs) no, dude, I thought they nailed the whole weekend. Like they, I think we had 13,000 fans watch the alumni game in person, which I thought it was, is, you know, really good. Um, and I thought that, you know, the coolest part for me was the cut the stand the commemoration of the Stanley Cup team and just oh. seeing like guys who actually won it, like actually lift it and be like, wow, those oh. are flyers actually lifting the cup. Shows. I was like, I was like, that is the first time I've ever seen one of those <laughs> old guys like lift the cup above their heads. I'm like, wow, like they actually won the cup for Philadelphia. That's kind of crazy. Like they and they put it over their heads. That's that was the fir- literally first time I've ever seen that. So that was, was, that was like, really cool. I was like, Hell maybe yeah. the last time, Johnny. If seventy-five-year-old Moose Dupont is the last person I see lift a cup for (laughs) on behalf of the Flyers, I'm gonna be very upset. It'll be Matve Mitchkov raising it in Cutter Gutierrez's face in about four years when we meet them in the finals. (laughs) Oh man, wouldn't that be a dream? That would be perfect. Flyers, Anaheim, (laughs) the Ducks stink. Yeah, they won't be there. We will though. I'm not convinced. (laughs) I would love that though. That is a great. Dream, Alex. I like that. You got a dream. If you're a Philly fan recently, it's just all about dreaming. That's all we have. Really. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the alumni event? Keep doing them. Yeah, I want one keep, every year. Keep, keep inviting me to the alumni box. I'm I'm in there every time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Prussian beers with the Watson Bros. <laughs> I think oh one of the thing yeah one of the things I wanted to talk about is is Mike Richards coming back. I feel like that's one of the one of the coolest oh, things yeah. that at least I saw. It's just like a guy that I Look grew up watching too. and idolized. Like so Move cool to there. see him in orange and black again. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, him and then Hartsy not scoring on like six prime opportunities is just <laughs> like it was perfect for the bit. Hartsy going so down. Ri- yeah, uh, but like more so on Richards, like that was our guy, right? Like growing, like all of us, like growing up, like in our in our prime watching days, like that 2010 team, right? He was the captain. Like that was that was awesome to see him back out there. He was moving pretty well too. He's moving pretty well. Short-handed goal, as per usual. Miss him so much. Does Carter get an invite? Carter, um, Jeff Carter, does he get an invite? You think? Once he retires, done? yeah, he's just still playing, which is crazy. Yeah, good for him. For Pittsburgh, though, for the enemy, so maybe not that cool. Wasn't his choice. They're shit, though. Yeah, they're they're terrible. It's, they're it's like forty. Awesome. Average age is forty-five. So. Yeah. All right, let's move uh, to around the league. Here, we'll start with some of the the trades that have went down around the league. First trade between Calgary and Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver acquired Elias Lindholm from Calgary in exchange for Andre Kuzmenko. Uh, two prospects, which I'll try to pronounce them here. Hunter Brugetavis and Yoni <laughs> and Yoni Germo. Uh, and they also received a 2024 first round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth round pick. Um, so bottom line here, if you want to get rid of all the, the, you know, the scratch, it's basically Lindholm for Kuzmenko and a first and a couple prospects that may or may not pan out, probably won't pan out. No, I mean, I that like- Hunter, Bruce, 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 Bruce Nevich guy, like Bruce Devitt, Bruce Wicks. He's a defenseman, right? Bruce He's doing real well right I now. I think Bru- Bruce DeWicks looks good. Yeah, Bruce uh, DeWicks. One of the top defense prospects. Bruce DeWitts. That's probably it. Bruce Dewitz. yeah, that sounds about <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> but no, I've heard, I've seen good things about about him, so I don't think it's as lopsided as people originally thought. I thought the return was fine, and I think that was a really good indicator of how it's a seller's market. Um, for that, and I'm sure we'll get into the other trade too. Which we'll talk about this one first, though. I I love this trade for both teams, even. But Lindholm, they'll probably pluck him. He's like over fifty percent on the draw. They'll probably put him on the on the third line, well, third line depth, or they might put him, you know, on the second line with uh, with Peter uh, Peterson or Pedersen. Who is it right now? Is it it's Patterson Center and JT Miller? JT Miller yeah. Center, right? Yeah. yeah so it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard for them, Lindholm to be. They'll move around. Guys. They'll they'll try to find his, Lindholm, his spot who he gels with before the playoffs. So they'll, he, they'll be moving. He's such a now. good. He's such a good two way guy. He's like. Underrated defensive, l- little on, little under Couturier, puts up a little less points overall, but great guy to have for a playoff run. Unless you put him with a good drone, Kachuk, then he'll put up a hundred. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I think he's more of a complimentary player for sure. I don't think this is going to be Calgary's last move that they make at all either. Oh, they yeah. have too much talent point. on this. They have too much talent on this team with not a great record. And I think it, the culture is kind of changing there in Calgary where I think they kind of just want to clean house maybe a little bit with the players. What uh, rebuild? I would too. What other what other players stick out to you for them? Maybe like Markstrom, the goalie, I think uh, Weger, Hannafin. I think Hannafin Weger definitely are two guys. Manjapani is pretty decent. Weirdly enough, Kadri I think it might be hard to move. He just I think Uberdo only because he's just not – I don't think he's Huberto's not. He's not. He's not moving with that contract. No one's 
paying him a lot 10 or 11 million but i agree with the other with what like your original sentiment like 100 they're definitely gotta be sellers yeah but i could see huberto getting moved for way less of what his value is only because i just don't see him j- jailing at all with this team in calgary like you look at his yeah, stats between his previous years like it's just not he got benched i remember the whole entire third period earlier this season like He's, I'll take Huberdo as long as they hold some cap back. I'll give you Scott. Because I still think Huberdo's a good player. I think he just, you know, just got traded to Calgary and now he's <laughs> yeah. in a fucking horrible situation. Exactly. He was awesome in Florida. He was so good. One of the best players in the league when he was there. I did I just can't imagine that he's just fallen off like a building and is just no longer good at hockey. It's just not possible to me. He ended his trial I remember. His yeah, drought. When you look at guys and goal scorers, used to be like whatever happened to Line A too. It's like the same thing. Like in Columbus, it's just not working. Bro, that right? guy so. had that guy's shot is just so pretty. When Dude, he, he put up off. forty in each of his first like first two. Oh seasons. my gosh, he would whip the puck. I don't know what the hell happened. He just doesn't want to work out, I guess, or doesn't want to work hard. Because that guy, something like that. It's a mutant out there too. He's like six foot, like five two twenty. Also, a guy like Pierre Luc Dubois, which we're going oh, to talk about, talk about in a bit, but just want another one of those guys where it's just not working. That's a guy I won't, I won't touch at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, before we get into him <laughs> a little bit, though, let let's talk about another trade that went down. Sean Monahan was traded to the Mon- or from Montreal to the Winnipeg Jets for a 2024 first. And a conditional third in 2027. I believe that conditional third is if the Jets win the Stanley Cup. Thoughts? Yeah, Jets, yeah, I mean, Jets like I said, for good for the market. Good for the market. Yeah, I can't sure. believe Sean Monahan's worth a first. I just can't believe it. He's got 41 points, so he's not having a bad year. Um, I, I just don't think it's con- like his contract. It's, he's playing top six right? minutes again. It's because they're getting him early. I don't think he gets a first on trade deadline day. Yeah, it's no. probably true. It's because they're getting him. You're paying. You're paying to get I, him 25 days earlier, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because, like, at the end of the day, you're these trades are for the playoffs. They're not for the rest of the regular season. They're for the playoffs. Um, I mean, I can, the, there is there is something to having the player play for more games and gel with the team because you see guys make trades on on trade deadline day chemistry. and it doesn't work out. Bro, he like he's going to be a. Kane. He's yeah. gonna be a perfect third line center there. Like add a little bit of skill, a little bit of grit. He's he's kind of he's had a pretty good year. I like it. I like this. Movie. I think it's I think the Jets it's cool are for that, real. Yeah, I think it's cool that the Jets are going for it because I I kind of do like their team a little bit, but at the same time uh-huh. I'm like, you guys are going for it, and I know I just know you guys aren't going to win. Like at least that's I don't know, my belief. Man. I don't they got think a playoff built team, man. They got a pretty fucking electric team. And I love how seeing good, the whiteout go. Look how good Edmonton's playing right now, though. That team looks like it's almost unstoppable. Who? Edmonton. <laughs> okay, fuck you. <laughs> Who plays there? They have any good players? I, I knew Edmonton would turn around. They're just too good not to. <laughs> They won like 15 games in a row. It's insane. I know. They still need That's to bully. They, they, got, they got Cal Pickard fucking playing in goal, dude. Remember, he was I one of the 18 Flyers goalies to play? I believe it's pronounced Picard. Picard, whatever. I think. <laughs> I don't uh, think it, it is. 
Isn't uh, Skinner kind of back in the mix playing better? I thought, I thought he was the one starting this charge. I, I, yeah, I, I think Pickard is the backup to him, but like still oh, okay. the fact that he's even in game <laughs> is wild. Yeah. But, you know, with Edmonton, everyone expects them to be a good regular season team. It's the playoffs that matter, baby, and they've gotten bounced by tough teams in the, well, know, the past few years. The problem is the playoffs get they, they don't call penalties as much. Yeah, so they can't go to the power. So, they're like they're they're ninety percent power play. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, their uh their third line is actually chipping in a little bit now. Like the uh, McLeod, the other McLeod is uh playing pretty good down there. Yeah. Um, another guy on this list here hasn't been traded yet but potentially will be traded by the trade deadline in trevor zegris uh rumored maybe not rumored uh yeah. that kind con- so yeah Go so ahead. this was new just as of like 30 minutes ago from frank zaravalli i think i don't know if he said this like while live on sportsnet but he said that the ducks and trevor zegris's off-season contract talks that like speaking last off-season got like really nasty at times and he is available for trade I mean, I think it's just. I him think it was the same thing. Heads. I think it was the yeah. same thing with Drysdale too. That's why, like, both of them went to like basic. They both missed training camp because they weren't signed yet or extended yet. Um, I mean, that's a guy I wouldn't mind uh, taking a shot at. Verbeek is one hundred percent doing the GM thing of putting his stamp on the team, figuring out. You know, th- these aren't guys he drafted. They aren't guys that play his style. He wants to get rid of them, uh, which is totally his right to do. And I think those. I'm. Completely speaking of speculation here, but those contract talks with Bozegris and Drysdale probably got nasty to the point of them showing them why they're not worth the number they're asking for and all the things they do wrong and all the things they're not good at. Um, I'm sorry. If you don't want Trevor Zegris on your hockey team, I don't think you're a smart general manager. <laughs> it's yeah. wild to me. The guy with that much I would, skill, I would, top, I'd, you can't I'd, just I'd love to have him. Zegris on the Flyers just for the pure entertainment and the marketing of it. I. I don't know if he's number one center potential Well, potential, but I don't know if he's going to lock in as a number one center, but I could see him being, you know, a top six forward, obviously. Torts would have a torts would, torts, torts would break <laughs> him down to build him back up. Did you see torts's quote about the, uh, fair for the Michigan? Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't see the quote. What'd he say? DJ, do you know better? I'm, I'm not good with quotes. Yeah. Let me, <laughs> Yeah, like, we can wait for the actual quote, but it was like something along the lines of like, "Yeah, when he did that, all the guys in the bench turned around and looked at me." PK was the first one. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty funny, dude. Right, guys, the PK thing was is, the first one. Wait, Steve's got the quote. So, Torts on Faraby trying the Michigan. They all looked at me behind the bench, and I said, "I will take that goal off the board if that happens." <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then the reporter said back sure you will and then torts went on i won't but of course the first guy that looks over his shoulder at me is tk i don't know what i do because <laughs> tk is like he wants to see his reaction because tk wants like, to try that tk wants to do it um, TK, TK was, TK was, was that, like was that against boston the beginning yeah. of the boston game yeah. so he almost got it off it, it hit the knob of Olmark's stick wow. when Olmark was shifting over so like he had it all the way it just Olmark's stick got in the way I can just imagine TK with a shit eating eating grin looking oh back at God. Torx like he yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> just like uh 
Like when your sibling does something wrong, you look at your parents to see their reaction. Yeah. Like, it's literally see how much exactly. you can get away with. It's exactly what it is. A little cheeky bugger. So funny. Um. All right. More around the league stuff here. The LA Kings fired head coach Todd McClellan. McClellan. Uh, I think maybe that was deserving considering was on how the horrible they've yeah. kind of been this year and how good they were supposed to be. Um, and I, I think disagree a- that it was deserving. I don't know. It's just it's, it's one of those like, the players. Maybe it's just one of those things where you where he's a great coach that just lost the room. And I think yeah. it's more on the players than it is anything else. I think Dowdy had backed Oof. him, if I recall. But I just I think his Dowdy went more at his his you know his teammates his peers uh, in regards to the team performance. Like I said, that's a great coach that just hit the market. Um, yeah, and he 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 won't stay unemployed for long, right? Like so. No, he won't. So it'll be interesting. I I I personally think it was undeserving, but and it had more to do with just you know like I like I think Alex mentioned and I alluded to earlier. When you have guys like PLD making eight million, giving a shit effort and not producing both at the same time, like yeah, you're you're gonna be in some Dude. trouble, right? And they traded and- they traded away some real and and uh, some really good piece in the offseason. So that yeah, holes to fill. And to add to that, yeah, Dowdy was calling out members of the team, like people trying to go for points more than anything. So I'm surprised they didn't ride it out uh with McClellan. Uh, a little longer, but I mean, that's yeah, surprising. But maybe it could be the midseason spark that this team needs. I don't know, man. It is yeah. the team those... doesn't look like they're playing like a team, and they're not like yeah. me- the me- the mentioning of PLD is just like that guy's getting shit on in LA media, and LA isn't really the biggest hockey market. Can you imagine if that guy was playing in like New York or Philly? Toronto we would be destroying. <laughs> that man like yeah. he is he is like honestly one of like i i don't even if they gave it if he, they could retain 7.99 million of his 8 million and trade him to us for a bag of pucks i probably would still say no i think it no, no i wouldn't want him i think it says something about guys who trade their way out of cities after getting a handsome contract like that yeah that's yeah ridiculous i mean yeah. pld wasn't winnipeg to start correct columbus well, Columbus, Columbus then he, forced he to trade to Winnipeg. Forced his way out of there. the line A. Forced the line his way trade. out of Winnipeg. And then forced yep. his way out of Winnipeg to LA. Dude's just a cancer. LA gave, gave up a, a good amount of uh, players. Or a good, like a good amount of. Was, it was, Villard, was it Villardi? Yeah, Villardi and. Uh, was it I Follow? I Follow, yeah. yeah I think you're right. And, a, and some picks maybe involved. And they traded Jersey to Arizona. Right. Dude, it's like you look at that contract, man. It's like if he's showing this signs of like how shitty he is and he's only like what, 24, 25, and he's got like 8 years left on this deal, it's like he's not going to see the end of that contract anywhere. He's going to get yeah. bought out probably in in 2 years. He won't be happy unless he's in Montreal, and even then, I don't think he'll be happy. He Montreal gets to Montreal, they destroy him. That media destroys him cuz I don't think yeah. I just don't think he's Good enough. I don't player. think he's good. Yeah, I don't think he's a good player at all. I don't think he's well, a good enough player. At all, and, and the, when the he's fact skating. that the fact that Dowdy had to publicly shame him, I'm assuming that was him. Maybe some other players involved too. Where it's like guys just care about their cookies. They're not trying to win as a team, and that's coming from a guy who's been in the league for I don't know 
15, 15, 12, 12, 15 years, who's won two cups, who's been a number one D-man and a leader on that team. And he's got a, and you know, that's not the, you know, him saying it to the media is not the first time he's brought it up in that locker room. You know he's I mean? definitely said it before to the team and he's yeah. just like at his wits end and he's just yeah. like, I'm just going to have it. He's not a guy that media. goes, that takes it out on the media first. You know what I mean? Takes it out with the media first. Like he's got to be frustrated and you don't, and you be. don't see guys do that often, especially someone like as respected as Dowdy. So that I think that that speaks volumes. So what's going on there. And then the, the coaching fire is, is one of those situations where you like, you can't, trade anyone on the team you can't fire the team you got to change something because they said uh who's their gm rob blake i think rob blake said uh like a month ago or once this like slump sort of started he was like oh no we're not getting rid of mcclellan mcclellan's staying like coach is staying we're not making any coaching changes we're committed to him and you know lose five more games or whatever it was six more games and then coach is gone they should hire they should hire babcock Oh. <laughs> oh god yeah it's surprising they got a pretty good veteran squad too That's what they, about this. they did like back the perfect mix of like young guys and the the veterans yeah and playing. back to Dubois man when that guy's churning man, out there and, and down low battling dude he's tough to stop he just he just doesn't want it like he'll just like this year, man. Like almost like he doesn't like hockey. I, I, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, a while. Yeah, but that's the thing, dude. Like they're they're Some... since all these like player podcasts started, it's like in the NBA. They're like there are dudes in the NBA who do not like basketball, <laughs> and, and they're, they're just, like they're just good at it. And so they're like they how how Jokic Jokic yeah. just doesn't even warm up before <laughs> games, dude. That. All but that stuff kills me because I, like, I feel like I've said this before, but like if you're getting paid millions to play a sport, I would love it. That first of all, awesome. you have this gift that, you know, one like that 1% of the world has. Less. And then, <laughs> and then second of all, you're making millions of dollars doing it and you just like don't care. Bufflin. Bufflin rather be fishing on a Oh, dude, he's, a, he's a pro fisher right now. He's like in a fishing oh, he's league actually a or pro something. Fisher. He's like a professional fisher right now. It's hilarious. Dude, good for, good for him. Was, he's living his best life, though. He let's, uh, let's, yeah, yeah, with Chicago as a forward and then switch to D-man. Yeah, uh, I, trust me. I remember that 2-1 goal that he scored in like game three or two, whatever it was. <laughs> he leveled He leveled Pronger. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's move on to the announcement that everyone has been waiting for. Whoa. That everyone's wanted to hear. Oh, oh baby, do you want to do it? Oh baby, the Olympics are back, baby. Yeah, NHL players back in the Olympics for the first time since 2014, except for Russia. <laughs> Eight, 14, 2014 well, was Sochi was the last time, right? Year by year with Russia. The Oshi, the Oshi year was the last time. That we was were 2014, I believe. Yeah, dude, yeah. I was in high school then. Good lord. Wait, was it 2014? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Sochi. it was. I was Sochi. Oh, anyway, and then Batman became a pussy and wanted a lot of the players to play. Well, the they're, they're committed to the 2026 and 2030 Winter Olympics. It's going to be a fucking show, baby. USA is fucking stacked. Fuck Canada. You guys suck. Dude, USA it's is just so good for the game. Kill it, dude. I cannot like, wait, man. I cannot wait you know, to see but... the Kachucks and Matthews and fucking 
the Hughes brothers and and uh, not McCarthy. McDavid, all three, all three Hughes brothers, yeah, all three Hughes brothers, fucking Hellebuck. Woo! None Oscar. of these guys, none of these guys have played in the Olympics. No, like none of them, because they were all drafted after twenty. Crosby would be the only one, I think, on Team Canada that would have played in a Mickey previous was, Olympics. Drew Doughty too. Dude, like selfishly, I just I hope they let Russia in. Because of that, me too. you can't, you just can't just, <laughs> well, not, dude, I wasn't even thinking that. I just want, like, you have to have best on best. And Russia yeah. is they're a premier the country at hockey. Third, they're probably the third best behind you know, Canada top three, top three. Yeah. And Sweden it, and Finland are Sweden also and Finland are in there. Yeah. very much up there in the mm. top three, honestly. Germany's been making a run since all the NHL players can't play. <laughs> like, didn't Germany Czechs, win one of those tournaments? Czech isn't bad. It, Pasta's check, right? Germany has some yeah. good players, so right now. Yeah, dry sidle, stutzl, uh cider, mo cider. Yeah. They could put um, together a line, but not yeah. a team is yeah. the problem. <laughs> twenty twenty this will be the best year in a long time is gonna be for USA. Wild. This will be the best USA roster in a long time. Like I think our defense and our goalies outnumber the Canada teams. I think we're I think we're better dude. And I don't know team Canada goalies for sure. Goalies for sure because Canada's what? But Tristan Jerry going to be their goalie? Jari? Bennington. Oh, Bennington. Tristan Jari is their goalie. That's disgusting. L- listen, but, listen to this uh, <laughs> USA lineup though. Think of our defense though over their defense. Yeah, they, the U the U S defense of of Quinn Hughes, Charlie McAvoy, Zach Wierenski, Adam Fox, and then. This this has Slavin in there and Slavin and Pesci. I would put, dude. I would yeah. put Slavin. Slavin. Slavin's a beast. Yeah, dude. Slavin, Pesci, Jake Sanderson, and Luke Hughes. You need those two, Slavin and Pesci. Yeah, they're the Sanderson. they're the shutdown Defensive. guys. Sanderson's yeah, good, dude. Yeah, but I don't know. If Chikrin, do they use Chikrin? It's it's, it's 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 before two years from now. I mean, we'll Yorkie, stay. Yorkie. I don't know. And then goalie, <laughs> on, Andre, Andre, and Hellebuck. Hellebuck's obviously going to be a starter. And then forwards wise. The Kachucks, Austin Matthews, Jason Robertson, the uh, Jack Hughes, Jack Eichel, uh, Kyle uh, Connor, Dylan Larkin, uh, Paige Thompson, uh, Johnny uh, Goudreau, and then this has uh, Besser, Caulfield, uh, Maddie Beneers, and Clayton Keller. Oh, it's so good. Jesus fuck. I just think mercy. I think Canada's forwards are a little scary. Canada's and forwards then, are and definitely then, better, dude. And then when but... Zegras gets traded to the Flyers and, and turns it up, he he could be in that conversation. <laughs> Canada, you got like you know McKinnon, McCarr. I mean Bedard, yeah, Bedard, C- Matt Celebrini Brady, coming over, Marner, Braden Points, Sidney Crosby, Steven Stamkos. And then, and then the bottom two lines get a little. Eh. You got Mark Stone in there; he's good. Do you do you guys um, find it crazy that we like how awesome the 1980 miracle run was, and they have not won a gold medal since then? That's it's so crazy to think that. They had a pretty like good that, team. Uh, in, in the 90s, they were pretty solid. I, but. I feel like it's what makes that year and that team beating USSR that awesome. The fact that like it was a miracle that it happened in the first place with a bunch of college kids. And since then, n- nothing. We haven't been able to win. It's just wild. The closest we came is, you know, the overtime Sidney Crosby gold medal game. When was that? In 20. 20- 2010. 20, yeah, what years before. And Johnny mentioned I think he's one of the, he's like a coots. He was born in America, but he plays for Canada. No way, really? Yeah. Coots was born in Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, so it was Chikrin, I think. 
No, but Chikrin, I thought, I played for World Juniors, the World U.S. Did World he? Juniors. Uh, yeah. I mean, it has him here as a Canadian skater. Oh, did we say McAvoy? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, oh, that's a big omission. <laughs> Along those same lines, too, and this kind of goes hand in hand because it's like best on best type shit. Uh, in 2025, the NHL announced a four-team tournament where it's going to be USA, Canada, Sweden, and Finland uh, in like a round-robin style uh, type tournament. So, you know, everybody plays each other once, three, two, one point system, and then the top two teams play for the championship. I, uh, I think that's cool too. It's obviously nowhere close to as cool as the Olympics because the Olympics are superior to a random yeah. tournament the NHL creates. It'll but be cool. The fact, like my problem with it, and I think a lot of people's problems with it, is the fact that you're just omitting some of the greatest players in the league, specifically like David Pasternak. Like yeah. the, it's going to yeah. be played in Boston, Dry, and the best player in Boston isn't going to be on. In I think games. that's why like, you got to do like a when. The, Either you know they did the the team North America, world team. yeah, the world, world team. the Europe team and the world team or whatever in the what was it World Cup of Hockey? They had like a Europe team, European team that had like you know Pasternak and Chara and and all those the Slovaks and the Czechs and all those guys. You could easily make it six teams instead of four. It's just crazy, man. Yeah, I mean it's wild. It's more wild to me because like this isn't under the jurisdiction of the IIHF. Yeah, like, it's not. They the can NHL can have a Russia team and a world team. Like, what's stopping? Them? That's kind of ridiculous. And, a, and a, it's, a, it's a huge miss for marketing again. Like, why and this is going to replace teams? All-Star Weekend? Or what yeah, which I'm fine with. I mean, uh, that doesn't bother after, me. But like, after the fucking last, after this past one, fuck yeah, dude. Just throw the whole weekend into the sun. I don't care. It just makes you absolutely can, no sense to not. You can have, have all star. So you can have all star selections. Go for it. You know your your all star teams, but you don't play any games. It's just like the selections for the purposes of like the history. Books. It's like when they're when you're like first team all whatever all American like whatever at the end exactly. of the year. First I mean, like TK offense. is going to have two time all star on his hockey DB for the rest of his life. They should at least have like all star selections, like the best players. At that point in the season, yeah, yeah. Give, give them the props and like congratulate them on being good. I still think it's a cool yeah. idea, but I mean, they it need, just they tarnishes need, the, the just whole do the same thing they did with the World Cup of Hockey, where they did the the under twenty five team or whatever team North America, whatever they did, team North America, yeah. team Canada, team USA, uh, team Europe. It's a good Pretty idea. Just and really then Finland executed. and Sweden were in there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's but like, there, but there's like no excuse for it, like. And there there's is. No there's been one. There's been one commissioner in the entire history of the NHL, and he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Moron. Like he just doesn't like. He... He's so bad. He's so dumb. He Can't sucks, say enough man. about that guy and how stupid he is. Like also, we're talking like... about it now. We're just stupid fans on Twitter that like talk about hockey. We're smarter than him and come up with better ideas than the commissioner of the NHL. Yeah, you need to set it up so that USA and Canada meet in the final. Like you, you got to rig it, rig yeah. it like the NFL, you know, just kidding. No, not even rig it, but have them in separate brackets. However, they're going to do this tournament. Like it's, I said it earlier, it's round oh. Robin. Everybody oh. plays each other once and it's three points for regulation. win, oh, okay. two for yeah, OT, yeah, 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 yeah. One loss. Most. Okay. Two in most that case, play. they got to rig it. So that's <laughs> <USA and Canada. laughs> 
Get those refs calling cheap penalties. Just yeah. make sure it's USA versus Canada, please. And that's like a cock tease, dude. Such yeah. a cock tease for like the actual tournament that matters in the Olympics the following year. I guess it'll be a good warm up for USA. Like these teams, like they'll get to play with each other for a week. Yeah. Hopefully, bring, no one gets injured. Just bring Tate McRae back to perform for it, and I'll I'll, I'll watch. Dude, I had never heard of this chick until this weekend. Neither have I. I figured I'd you would know her, her a few times just from NHL Twitter. She's just Canadian. Yeah, just Canadian pop, Canadian star. pop star. I heard from the Cole Cylinder yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. I, I knew I, about I, that too. Yeah. No I think she was. I, I didn't know, know who there was like a bunch of performances that during like in between events during the all-star game or all-star weekend i saw and i had no idea who those other people were. all i knew were loud luxury (laughs) the djs who like did the intros but that was like poorly done too like that was so awkward because they're like trying to do like their club dj thing and it's just like this is not the crowd my man there's a bunch of children in the (laughs) crowd like they're all like it's probably a bunch of 10 year olds also no one's paying attention to you (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's crazy um but yeah let's uh Let's wrap around the league there and get into post game. Uh, I got one topic here in post game, and then we'll open up to the rest of the boys for any other last second thoughts. So the stadium series jerseys have been released for all four teams involved. Uh, I think a lot of us have already voiced our opinions on these on Twitter, but to hear it from everybody's mouths now. What are your thoughts here on on these jerseys, specifically the Flyers jerseys? And you can talk about the other shitty jerseys too if you want. Yeah, I always like to wait to see the full kit on the ice and how it looks. Um, the Flyers ones are fine. There's, they're never gonna. I just have accepted the fact that they're not gonna release a jersey that's gonna make me want to like run out and buy one right away. Not since 2012. Yeah, not not since the 2012 uh, Winter Classic ones that they made their alternates. Uh, the tie-ups, uh, those were those were great. The, the 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 details on that with like the keystone for like the captain's patches. Oh, it was uh, a it was it was the only jersey I can say, confidently say it was a hundred percent hit. Like, yeah, yeah, I have the Drew one. Do, a jersey so does not nice. get better than that. So nice. Um, do you guys think that the the Flyers got to design that, or do you think it was like the NHL? Because it almost looked like all the jerseys it, were somewhat similar. I think Adidas, the NHL did it. I think Adidas designs them. Yeah, I don't know if I think Idiots. each team may, might work with them, but um, yeah, I, like I don't the Devils know. One. They, the Devils one is nice because you can never go wrong with black it's and easy. red. Honestly, it's red and black. Um, but the and <laughs> the, like the Rangers one, the Rangers one's good too because they're all their jerseys are nice. Um. The Islanders one is by far the worst. It's so bad, the Islanders one. And and it's that it's not even like the Islanders blue. It's like the Edmonton Oilers dark blue jerseys. It looks like an yeah. Oilers jersey. Yeah. Um and uh back to the Flyers one, it just like looks like the uh, the reverse retros, but just like a little bit different. They added more I mean, the way I... Yeah, There's which more it needed. In it. <laughs> um but I it's never a good sign when the NHL releases new jerseys, and then five seconds later, you see posts of, hey, this is how I fixed this jersey, and it looks a hundred times better. Like, just some yeah. random yeah. web designer fixes it. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, how I would designer. rank those probably, like, I, I like the Rangers one the best, and then the Flyers, and then Devils, then. I would go, I would go Devils, Rangers, Flyers. <laughs> Flyers. 
what yeah, what I, I agree what, what I don't like about the modern Flyers jerseys, I don't like how the nameplate on the back is like the the last name color is yeah, and the last name color is different than the numbers, and there's no trim, and there's this weird like black plate across these jerseys. That yeah, so no jersey. Are they going to be numbers? Ridiculous. Are they going to be sewed directly on, or is there going to be a plate sewed on the know. back of that? Because that's going to look ugly if they put a plate, a nameplate on the well, back. I'm looking at it. The last name is going to be white, and then the numbers are going to be bright orange. orange. Like I, I, yeah. I wish they would just color coordinate those. Together. And they got they got the numbers on the shoulders instead of on the arms because of like the, you know the viewing angles of the stadium. Yeah, so I don't mind the, the shoulder huge. numbers, yeah. but like add a little trim and make the make the last name and the numbers like I, the same color. I still think it needs. I I I'm not a fan of like the mostly white jerseys unless it's like the Lindros era those early 90s ones uh-huh. um i still think it needs it, more orange more orange yeah or more i orange. think uh i think the thing for me like I, looking at them now like at first i was like fuck these jerseys they're terrible they're not that bad they're like they're actually pretty decent and they're pretty like they're all not right. bad um my thing is and i think we were all like very much hoping and expecting to get those throwback black flyers jerseys. And if that was the case, they would have made a billion dollars. Like this is my problem with the NHL and marketing. It's like, there's a path to making a billion dollars on jerseys (laughs) and it's giving us the fucking Jersey that we want the people what they want. (laughs) I also, I don't love, it's hard to see in the pictures, but the stadium series patch is on the right arm. Like, like in, in the, the middle, middle of the, the arm, arm too. It's a huge patch in the middle of the right arm. Oh god, that sounds horrendous. I didn't even notice. Yeah. Also hilarious that people thought like Nick Sealer was the model. It just says 24 because it's 2024 the on the jersey. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it now. The dude has the biggest visor I've ever seen <laughs> yeah, in my life. Uh, <laughs> <huge>. <laughs> he's he's super no, also, he big. has a huge tinted visor. <laughs> It's also rough on NHL shop I'm on right now. No disrespect to Cam Atkinson, but it's only him and connection jerseys you can buy right now. Stupid. Eh, I think they one. have blank. I think they have blank ones you can. Are edit, they? But... Are they? Are they at least the Adidas ones? Or are they Fanatics jerseys? Because do not Atkinson, waste your money. Atkinson on a Fanatics is jersey. is Fanatics. Connectney is Adidas, which I find interesting. Anyone listening to this who's ever going to buy a jersey, do not buy a Fanatics jersey. They're pieces of garbage. Don't do anyway, it. even if they did the one, the the Quaker like Flyers, the fake stadium series one that everyone thought was going to be this that like that dude, those jersey from sick. China cursive with the curse of Flyers. Yeah, those are kind of sick, dude. Exactly. You still see people in Wells Fargo wearing those. I like love people those. bought those from, you know, from China. And uh, those ones are sick. Boys, I have an idea. What do you want to do? Let's make, make jerseys? our own fake jerseys and sell them outside of the Farg. We're going to get sued. <laughs> they don't know who we are, except for Johnny and Coots. <laughs> well, they're going to see us selling them outside the Farg. <laughs> dude, then, Drunk Gritty, you going to wear a Gritty outfit? Yeah, they'll never catch me alive. <laughs> dude, some, some number just called me. It was like, it was like, this is... X from your environmental group and I just hung up. I'm like, what the yeah. f- it's 9 15 on a Monday. What the fuck are they thinking? That was yeah, great. A, great story, Monday? Johnny. Thanks. <laughs> great, great for the podcast. 
Everyone, yeah. what are they no, doing? I didn't know. I, I didn't know you guys were. If you guys were wondering why I took my headphones off, I was not paying attention to you at all. No, um, I doubt them. Any other thoughts on the stadium series jerseys, or any other just random thoughts before we close it out here? Let's get an alternate now, logo. Are there any other alternate <laughs> logo? They're just the logo's too classic. They're never gonna. I know. Yeah, I they're never logo. gonna mess with people. It. Would uh, I like just like a like writing the word flyers and like yeah, a nice lettering. If, if anything, do that. Yeah. That's that's the biggest stretch they can make, and do the logo on the shoulders or on the arms. Yep, they could they could I do it. Li- they could do a Liberty Bell with the Flyers yes, logo within the Liberty so Bell. Sick. It would be so sick. Have that would have be awesome. A puck hitting the Liberty Bell where the crack is. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and the and the puck has the Flyers logo. Yeah, has the Flyers logo on it. Let's do this. <laughs> Everyone, hop on Chell after this. And we'll make a custom jersey. Post it on Twitter. Who makes the best jerseys? <laughs> oh, Definitely gosh. not Z. His color. Hey, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Who has? Oh, and the Phantoms got to go back to more purple. I just want to yes. say that. Oh, dude! The, imagine the Flyers put a little purple in like an alternate jersey one year. I'd actually not mind that. Be just bring cool. back the uh, like '04 Phantom jerseys. Well, the Flyers' original concept were blue colors with the yeah, orange. Yeah, yeah. Could do that for a stadium series. The the one time they messed with the logo was like the 3D, whatever, right? Oh yeah, the logo early two thousands. I didn't like them as those. a kid, but I I grown to like appreciate them a little more. But I still don't really like them. <laughs> yeah, they're not great. The fiftieth anniversary in the worst, so. Oh, with the gold trim, terrible. By far, by far, terrible. <laughs> They're so bad. Uh, All right, I think let's, uh, that wraps up this episode of Time I Skates. Please like, comment, and follow on Twitter and Instagram at Time I Skates Pod, and listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review on Apple and Spotify. I'm Z. For DG, Johnny, Coots, and Alex, we'll see you guys next time.